everybody welcome back cursed ones welcome back i'm aubrey mack i'm kimberly mick and we have to talk to you about the next chapters in eclipse chapters 16 through 20 16 through 20 this is where shit hits the fan yes like usual so much happens like usual but like really but this whole book has way more happening than any of the book's combined so far we were just saying before this one is like the most fun to read and talk about even though it's still agonizing and terrible there's things happening from the beginning all the way through and so even more shit hits the fan yes it's time okay folks i'm gonna jump right in hit me Here's what happened. It's graduation day, and Bella considers wearing her khaki skirt. Hell yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> just take a second. I just, like, had to take a minute when I read chap- the first, like, four lines of chapter 16. Mm-hmm. Was her, I can't find anything to wear with my khaki skirt. I can't find anything. I want to look put together and mature but like cute and sexy and i was like that's a khaki skirt doesn't mean that sorry i'm editorializing here we go it does thankfully alice is there to be her sugar daddy and bought her an outfit for graduation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while together bella realizes (gasps) that the vampire who stole her things with her scent and the one creating the army of newborns are one and the same which yeah whatever we'll talk everyone knows anyway uh let's see this shocks alice like actually and later shocks edward after their graduation ceremony charlie and bella have a couple sweet discussions Mm -hmm. as they eat out after the ceremony and he takes her to the collinses for her graduation party which is poorly timed and honestly feels so out of place agreed when Bella arrives, Edward shares the new theory with Jasper and Carlisle, who tell them that they were unable to get any help from other vampires for this war with the newborns. Sucks. Sucks to be the Cullens, I guess. Suddenly, the graduation party is bumping. <laughs> Alice has transformed the house into a nightclub. She really has pulled out the stops. Something startles the Cullens, and while Bella is trying to find out what, Jake, Quill, and Embry arrive at the party. They were uninvited, but they didn't know. Alice and Jasper explain to the wolves that Bella, oh, wolves and Bella, the the army is actually coming to Forks. They decide to partner with the wolves, which is like, okay, why haven't we thinking about this before, but fine, to take down the newborn army, to which Bella screamed many no's. She screams during this party. No, 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 in between everybody's lines. So that's a fun time. Bella is devastated that both the wolves and the vampires are willing to fight for her and is sure that they will all die trying. In the midst of her panic state, she shares another theory with Edward. It's Victoria. Oh, sorry. The theory is that Victoria is the one orchestrating the army in attack and that she has a mature vampire she's using to gather intel on the colons. Like, (laughs) move on before I explode. (laughs) Edward is shocked at her perceptiveness and casually pushes that theory to the back burner. Doesn't really matter. Not important. Whatever. Also, I'm 109 years old and I'm dumb as shit. (laughs) The crew meets in the baseball clearing to learn how to fight newborns from Jasper. To everyone's surprise, the wolf pack has gained four new members. (gasps) But who could they be? Dun, dun, dun. After training, Jacob and Edward decide that during the battle, 
Bella will be secretly taken to a mountainous location and guarded by a werewolf in wolf form as a cell phone of sorts. She's just a sack of potatoes. We just move her wherever we want. Pretty much. We found out, or we find out, that there are two previously unnamed characters, Colin and someone else, don't care, who are werewolves now, and Seth and Leah Clearwater are the others. Hell yeah. Best characters. Big Best. deal. Big deal. Think about the bonfire scene from last episode. This is a huge deal. That's why they were there. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so emotional for them. Why they're werewolves? We don't know yet. We know. You probably know. Heck, anyone walking off the street listening to this would know. But it's fine. We don't know yet. I'm just excited that we have our first female werewolf. Oh, it's crazy. And it just breaks all the legends. Like, yes. every legend said it had to be the sons, grandsons, and, like, male descendants and of Leo this rocks. person. She She's rocks so cool. It. Ooh, speaking of, this... The existence of Seth and Leah in the pack is making drama in the pack. Yes, it is. We can talk about that later. I have to talk about the pack drama. Mm -hmm. Speaking of dramatics, Bella throws a fit and manipulates Edward to agree to be with her during the battle rather than to be in it. Mm -hmm. She believes she's a monster for doing this and we all agree. Yes, we do. Uh, lastly, chapter 20. Is this chapter about sex? Oh, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about popsicle peens in my V. <laughs> Bella slash Smire, being a freaking weirdo, mm-hmm. cannot tell us directly that that's what she's trying to get at. No. But Mormon. she and Edward have the house to themselves for the night, and Bella's got some plans. Mm-hmm. Edward gives her a hand-me-down charm to add to her bracelet from Jacob. Which, the reason okay. being for it is stupid. We can talk about it more. It makes mm-hmm. me angry. Then Bella launches into a poorly planned and awkwardly metaphoric sex compromise talk. It was really unfortunate. We need to talk about that chapter in detail, so we'll tell you more about that later. Yes. So important. Stay tuned. Great. All right. So many feelings. Let's rapid fire ping pong back and forth. The things that we absolutely need to touch oh, on because word. that was a lot. Um, my I'll go eye first. is twitching. My <laughs> eye is twitching. I got to the summary of chapter 20 and my eye started twitching. Yeah. The sex chapter makes me furious. Yeah. That's Furioso. I'm angry about it. Oh my gosh. No, that's, that's an appropriate reaction. 100%. I thought you said inappropriate. I was like, well, then shut up. No. You know what? I'm <laughs> and, leaving. And appropriate reaction. <laughs> Um, first thing that I need to talk about. Tell me. Um, is the fact that Alice and Bella think they are absolute geniuses for figuring out that the newborns are after Bella. They're like, no one has ever thought of this. (laughs) It's like, okay, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You have two enemies. You have the Volturi and you have Victoria, who has been your enemy Since Since book book one. one. And we know she is passionate and can be irregular. And Bella is literally constantly afraid of her. Constantly afraid of her. Always worried about her. And we already know that Victoria wants to kill Bella and has been in and around Forks, knows about the werewolves, and is trying to kill her. So it's like, 
no shit, Sherlock. Of so course stupid. it's Victoria. So stupid. But the fact that they think they are so smart for figuring this out, and Edward is shocked when he oh, it makes every this. character. Like, I'm like, well, I've written you off. I've written you off. I've written you. Off. You're right? all so stupid. Seven I can't vampires, respect you anymore. Not a brain in the room. <sighs> Honestly, agonizing. I hate this. Maybe. And then Edward gets so upset by this. He like throws a little fit and it's oh like, my dude, gosh. we knew this. Yes. He gets very upset. And I'm like, dude, this should not be surprising. You're making me angry. Yeah. You know, what if Awful. they don't lose their souls when they become vampires? Maybe they lose their, their minds. Their brains. <laughs> their intuition's gone. Oh, that makes a lot of <sighs> sense, actually. They're all just like the the scarecrow from... Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> it's been Wizard a long of Oz? day, folks. Wizard of Oz! They're all like the scarecrow and... Wow. Wow. <sighs> I'm gonna shut up and drink my Oh my gosh. Now. Okay, my thing... First thing I need to talk about is how Smyre wrote graduation so well. She okay? kind of did. So graduation day comes up. She writes graduation exactly how it goes. I don't care what kind of school you went to. I don't care what it was like for you. Whether it was happy day, bad day, whatever. It's written perfectly here, and it made me sick for two reasons. One, I don't respect Smyre, so it was like, damn it, she did a good job, and I'm angry with her about it, which is a problem. You should be able to celebrate the successes of others. If you don't, you have a real issue, and she and I have beef, I guess. Uh, the other reason why it made me sick is because of the nostalgia of it. Like, it just took me back, and that's, that's stressful for me. Like, mm-hmm. so Jessica is being fake, and I've, I like Jessica, but I guess I'm not supposed to like her in this book. So I'm going to pretend like I don't like her at this point for this scene where she, so they have to, Jessica and Bella have to stand in line next to each other when they're lining up because of their last names, Stanley and Swan. So she, Jessica's just like gushing at the time. And she's like, so amazing. I mean, it seems like we just met and now we're graduating together. Can you believe it's over? I feel like screaming. And She's just talking about, you know, Bella's just thinking about all the things you think about on graduation day, plus other things that we don't think about. However, (laughs) it's still stressful to me because I remember standing there and then she goes, she droned on and on. And I was sure the sudden return of our friendship was due to graduation nostalgia and gratitude for the party invite. Not that I'd had anything to do with that. I paid attention as well as I could while I shrugged into my robe. And she's a bad person. Bella's annoying and horrible at that point. But... Like, graduation was kind of like that. Like, I did yeah. like some of the people I graduated with. It was a weird situation I was in. But it was still, like, none of us actually want to be talking right now. Like, <laughs> some of us are talking because it's, like, you have to because of how much nerves you have going on. But, like, most of us don't know each other. Like, if you're lined up with people you don't know and you're just compulsively talking to one another and being like, wow, this is so crazy. It's amazing. What a big day. And everything is happening and everyone's experiencing somewhat of the same thing which is strange it it's just a weird day and so i it was super nostalgic i had to talk about that if you want a little nostalgia of graduation go to chapter 16 of this book it was it was pretty good it was pretty good i'll I'll give it to her it was pretty good it was a good moment billy and um jacob and charlie were in the audience and Mm -hmm. that was super cute because they all like she got on the stage to get her diploma and she was like blacking out which I did like I don't I don't remember anything from when I stood onto that stage didn't hear I guess my family had foghorns oh and there was like 30 people there for me I couldn't hear them 
Yeah, it's like once you get up there, it just like, it's weird. I had the same thing with college graduation. It's like the second I'm on the stage, I'm like, well, and then I'm off and back in my seat and I'm like, what happened? And I'm back. Yeah. So I didn't hear them at all, but they cheered and they cheered in the book too, which is really cute. They like all stood up and cheered and screamed and that was really special. She did hear them Mm -hmm. in that. But I thought that was cool and sickening at the same time. So. Yes. Next point. Next What else point. do you need to talk about? Okay. My favorite oh, thing from these chapters. Yeah. This is also from chapter 16. But Bella admits that living with Charlie is the best thing that happened to her. And she is damn right. But I find this really sweet. So this is after they have gone to dinner um, and they, you know, had their little meal. Charlie was very busy and he starts to apologize basically for not being around as much. He basically says, um, this is on page 362. He's like, I feel like I don't always do everything for you that I should. And then she says, that's ridiculous. You do a fantastic job. World's best dad. And And I'm really glad that I came to live with you, Dad. It was the best idea I ever had. So don't worry. You're just experiencing post-graduation pessimism. And I'm like, you know what? Correct. We're finally (laughs) getting, like, recognition from Bella to Charlie, who has been an angel the whole time, except for the time that he was just fine with Jacob kissing her out of nowhere. But (gasps) that gets talked about. That gets talked about that in these does chapters. Get talked about. Yeah, but I wanted great, to but... let that moment breathe because it was such a nice, wholesome. It was minute. It was special. Yes. Next, mm, opposite of wholesome. Uh, <laughs> Jake has a supervillain type scene. Mm. He's really huh? scary to me. Um, like super scary in this book. But, He's very threatening. Ugh. So he arrives at the party, and she sees them walk in but she like ignores them and starts walking to go find the cullens Mm -hmm. and it says he came out of nowhere his hand was on my shoulder pulling me back toward the shadow of the kitchen i ducked under his grip but he grabbed my good wrist and yanked me from the crowd friendly reception he noted i pulled my hand free and scowled at him what are you doing here you invited me remember in case my right hook was too subtle for you let me translate that was me uninviting you don't be a poor sport. I bought you a graduation present and everything. Oh, that makes it <laughs> all better. And then she's like folding her arms and scared. Take it back to the store, Jake. I've got to do something. He stepped into my line of sight, demanding my attention. I can't take it back. I didn't get it from the store. I made it myself. Took a really long time, too. I leaned around him again, but I couldn't see any of the colons. Where'd they gone? My eyes scanned the darkened room. Oh, come on, Belle. Don't pretend like I'm not here. God, I'm uh... not. I couldn't see them anywhere. Look, Jake, I've got a lot on my mind right now. He put his hand under my chin and pulled my face up. Could I please have just a few seconds of your uninvited attention, Miss Swan? Could we please stop it with this controlling behavior? So scary. Ugh. Yeah, there's a point where he says, be nice. You could accept my apology, you know. Mm -mm. Ooh, he's so scary. Not good. It was a super scary scene. I just thought it was fascinating and disgusting. I was actually scared. It was the first time that immediately he was painted like, like, 
as a bad guy character in that moment and it was really freaky and then he gives her a little charm that he like whittled and a little charm bracelet <laughs> do you think he like whittled it with his teeth that's so gross. or like his like his claws oh my gosh. do you think he it's whittled it with while his claws. he was in wolf form it's definitely with his claws while he's in wolf form that's how he got it so deep <laughs> for you <laughs> a wolf thing <laughs> I just can't believe that she wears it. That's what's so crazy to me is she wears it and she's like, oh, Jake, because she like, mm, she, she she doesn't know what friendship is. No. She crosses lines. Like so she's like, many lines. is this being a friend? Hugging, kissing, holding hands? No. Okay. Is uh, me being vehemently angry with you all the time being a friend? Uh, no. Okay. Is me stringing you along being a friend? No. Okay. Uh, then I just won't talk to you anymore, but I'll be angry about it. No. Okay. Like, she doesn't know how to be a friend. She doesn't. She doesn't know what friends mean. It's such a warped And so she's like, oh, I hit you and broke my hand and you tried to kiss me and it made me really scared and it was the most traumatic scene in all the book series so far. But... You gave me a wolf charm, so I think that's a friend. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I can be bought with jewelry. It's fine. Also, I'm going to oh, wear this around my... Wait, be bought with jewelry. 100%. That comes yes. back up. That <sighs> definitely comes back. Yes, yes. Ugh. Yes. Okay, that's what I needed to talk about for that. I just wanted to share his supervillain scene. Yeah, he is for sure a supervillain. Okay. I need to talk about how hilarious I find it that... Oh. All of the Cullen's friends, everyone they <laughs> hold dear in their known. life. So they approach them. They send an invitation to this war that's coming up. <laughs> Please join us for the war <laughs> happening in Seattle this weekend. This weekend only. <laughs> we We're in mortal danger. <laughs> come for the bloodshed. Come for the bloodshed. Stay for the tea. <laughs> and all... Every single one of their friends are SVPs. No. Every single one. Every single person they know says, no, I'm not going to help you. Sorry. Hope you don't die. And what's even funnier to me, (laughs) what's even funnier to me is that the werewolves then team up with them, which is like an afterthought, which is funny, but also it's like they're literal like seat fillers at a wedding. Like Ugh, I planned so this bad. big event. I needed an army. Everyone ditched me. So, so here I guess you'll do. Anyway, just find so that bad. super funny. Have you ever been to a wedding and you look around and you're like, they're definitely just filling seats right now? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know any of you and you don't know the bride and groom and yeah. you're yeah. just yeah. you're just hanging out. Exactly. That's what's happening here. And I find it funny. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that no one asked the wolves to help with the newborns before at all. Like, at all. Which makes sense in a way, because it was going to be in Seattle, and so they, like, didn't know, like, they didn't even consider the wolves helping them because it was, like, it'll be far away. But I believe it was in this book that they've, like, come to an understanding that the wolves were going to be helping protect Bella and yeah as well as with the Collins like it was going to be this joint thing that's in right. this, the, the weird handoff happens in this right, right. yes and they, so it's like when did that stop happening was my question it seems like all of a sudden I don't know we're in this episode right and it's like oh wait they haven't been doing that I don't understand since I she hit know. Jacob maybe they stopped doing it but it's like still 
like still, still I thought it was still part of the protection plan. Victoria, right? So. I thought they, we all had the same thing. Oh, right. but they didn't think it was Victoria doing any of this, so they were oh, like, right. "Oh, right, this is not Victoria related. Right, it's a mystery. Right, so <laughs> mystery. So we didn't need their help. I just think it's insane that nobody so asked the wolves, funny. and." Once they found out that the the vampires were coming to Forks, they still weren't planning on asking the wolves. Like, genuinely, they weren't. Until Jake was like, um, what's going Hello? on? And they were like, oh, I guess maybe we could ask him. I guess it'd be fine. And then so they ask him, and they're like, well, hell yeah. What the? They're coming to Forks. They're going to literally be partially on our territory. Like, what are you? What? <laughs> Honestly, what? dumb as bricks. Dumb so as bricks. Stupid. Next. Okay. The pack drama. The pack drama. It, this is we some need to come good up with drama. a name for the reality TV series. Ooh. <gasps> what ooh. would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Um. Challenge accepted. Um. Oh, I have to chew on it a little. Okay. Think more. about it while this I'm talking important. about this or reading this because I'm gonna need. It could be called Sam's Girls. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it didn't. <laughs> oh my god. It could. Oh so what gosh. happens? So okay, I'm so sorry. I got caught up in imagining the front cover of that show. <laughs> so okay. So Jake is trying to describe or explain, or I guess he explained it to Edward, who explained it to Bella. I can't remember. Edward, like, read mm. Jacob's mind, and they actually had, like, a conversation, which was weird. Mm. So I mm-hmm. always mix it up. But uh, basically, yeah, it is Edward telling Bella what Jacob told him. It's really weird. He should see it said, she said. Um, but Edward is like, yeah, it's Leah Clearwater, and, like, this is the... She's part of the pack, too, in the pack mind. And how it's really weird that she's there. Um, and Bella's realizing, oh my gosh, like, she hears everything they're all thinking every single day. And they have to hear her thoughts that she's thinking all the time. Yep, because they all just hear each other's thoughts. They yep. can't control it. They just know. And we've got the whole Leah, Emily, Sam issue. Which is insane. Which is so fucked Because up Emily to begin is with. Leah's niece. Yeah. It's very much like like Latin culture where it's like you have big families and so sometimes you're the same age as your nieces or nephews because, you know, you have an older sibling who had mm-hmm. kids or whatever. But but the fact that he imprinted, so he was in love with Emily and then imprinted on someone no. within her family. In love with Leah. Oh, sorry. In love with Leah. Imprinted, imprinted on someone within her family. Yes. And now... So that's something they just had to deal with as a family, but now they have to hear each other's thoughts about it. And Sam and, and Emily are so ooey-gooey that yeah. Sam could be thinking all sorts of lusty things, and then Leah has to hear it. Or Leah could be thinking lusty things, or Leah right. could be thinking hateful things. It does. It's all, and then her it's, little brother is having to hear all the things oh, too. Oh, no, I just realized it's. It's bad. Oh my It's word. really bad. Yes. So Edward says what Jacob was saying. It's hard enough for them having to share all their thoughts. Most of them try to cooperate and make it easier. When, uh, when even one member is deliberately malicious, it's painful for everyone. And then Bella's like, she has reason though, I mumbled. Then he's like, I know. 
the imprinting compulsion is one of the strangest things I've ever witnessed in my life. And I've seen some strange things. And then, oh, they use the phrase his Emily. Don't like that. The way Sam is tied to his Emily is impossible to describe. Or I should say her Sam. I don't like it. I don't like people belonging to each other that way. It's weird. Um, But... Oh, and then there's more pack drama. Oh, there's more. It gets juicy. I thought that was the juiciest part. And then I kept no, reading no, it. And I was no, like, what? There's more. Uh, and so Leah is constantly bringing up in their pack mind uh, things they'd rather not think about. For example, Embry. Mm-hmm. His mother moved down from the Macaw Reservation 17 years ago when she was pregnant with him. She's not Qualite. Everyone assumed she'd left his father behind with the macaws, but then he joined the pack. So? So the prime candidates for his father are Quill Atara, Sir jo- Joshua Uli, or Billy Black. All of them married at that point, of course. Uh-huh. No, I gasped. And then it says, now Sam, Jacob, and Quill all wonder which one of them has a half-brother. They'd all like to think it's Sam, since his father was never much of a father, but they doubt the doubt is always there. Jacob's never been able to ask Billy about it. It's so strange that all of this is just kind of thrown in, and it never really comes up before or after this. No. And it's just like... It's like Stephanie had an idea one day of like, you know what would be juicy? <laughs> juicy? I'm just gonna put this right in here, but you know what? I'll give it to her. It is juicy. It is juicy, but I like, just wish we pick saw it back more up. It. Yeah, tell me more about it. And in like the next book, let's talk about how they end up figuring out which person right. is his half brother and like how does that affect everything. But are we going to hear any of it? No, because no. they're side characters used to move along the plot. They're brunt, right. like brute force. Yeah. They're our muscle it's, men. It is, it's interesting that we learn about this through Edward. We don't hear their perspectives on this. No, not at, at all. all. Just Edward, who's like, this is fascinating. And it's like, he's just studying them. There's no other piece to it how does Embry feel we don't know we're never gonna know know. it's not important it's ridiculous and then the next page has a big next point for me but you go ahead what's your next point okay 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 so I (laughs) need to talk about so Bella has a knack for roasting things she does she loves a good roast (laughs) but she comes up with like such a burn when she's talking about the werewolves. So she expresses that she's more worried about them than the vampires. And she explains always so hilarious. So hilarious because they're huge. They're mean. They can read each other's minds. Like it's, it's cool. They're, they're pretty badass. but she describes them as just oversized, over muscled children. Rough. And that's why she doesn't respect them. (laughs) That's, that's all why I have she to wants to protect that. Jake. That's why she's yeah, an overmuscled child. She needs child. to protect him like it's a baby because he's a child. And he's my baby like, Jacob, two years younger than her, but whatever, it's fine. So anyway. rough. Okay, the page right after the pack drama is Bella's big, big manipulation. Okay, oh. this makes me angry. So she's trying. Basically, she's super worried about Jake and about Edward. She can't handle it. She's going to freak out. I'm going to have a panic attack because I can't handle it. Like, I can't want either one of you guys to get hurt. It makes me so angry. Just toughen up. Also, they're all protecting you. Also, you, mm, you could be killed 
instantly. Mm-hmm. You don't know because you're never around real vampires. Yes. <laughs> you're on vegetarian ones. But you're weak, Bella. <sighs> so then she's like always worried about them. But she should really understand like most of this is all about her. Like the right. reason why all this is happening. Most of them won't die. You're probably going to be the reason they die if you fuck this up. Like right. stop. Just let them make the decisions because they do know how how much power they have. And mm-hmm. then it will be fine. Just like let people tell you what to do. She lets Edward tell her to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Although she does fight him a lot. But she yeah, like. She does. She's a husk. And that yet she like gets angry when people treat her like a husk. Makes me angry. Anyway. She's basically like. Uh, she had to be where Edward was. Mm-hmm. So she's like I can't be in like up on a mountain if edward's not there that's not okay yeah, i need to be where he is malfunction he's, he's my life and i will have like panic attacks she will horrible. there's a possibility <laughs> all, all over, over again. again we can't have that we can't see that again so then she starts thinking of what to do cruel i accuse myself selfish 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 don't do it i ignored my better instincts okay look edward here's the thing I've gone crazy once. I know what my limits are. And I can't stand it if you leave me again. Suddenly his arms were around me. His hands stroking my face, my arms. He was comforting me. There was no question that he was fundamental to my survival. Okay. And then she is trying to talk talk about how do I live through that? How do I live through the possible risk of you dying? I can't live through that. And then he's like, no, like... It's going to be easy. Like, there's no danger. Don't be worried. Like, there's no danger to me or anything. And then she goes, so easy that you could sit it out. And then he took a deep breath and he was like. And then she goes, I wondered if I was a monster. You are 100% <laughs> the kind that hurt people the kind that had no limits when it came to what they wanted and it, she manipulates him so <laughs> she's sabotaging their cause she too, is because one less person she is and so then he's like he's like well I I have to talk it over with my family like see if we can if they can handle it without me I guess and she was like oh I'm sorry and then He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, no, Bella, like, don't apologize. Like, you're my life. You're my first priority. And then she's like, I didn't mean it that way. Like, you'd have to choose me over your family. And he's like, no, but you're my first priority. And then, and then he's like, I wish you could control your pessimism, Bella. Like, it's so unnecessary. It will all be fine. And she manipulates him. And he ends up deciding, telling his whole family, he's going to go to the clearing with her. And mm-hmm. be with her there. They're going to do this convoluted, crazy plan to get both of them to the same spot because she can't live without him. And everyone's fine with it, which I also think is insane. Someone yeah. should look at it and be like, you deserve better. Let's kill her now. She's yeah. stupid and he'll hate us forever, but at least maybe he'll get over it someday. And <laughs> at then, least he'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> then they like have another training day and Edward's like, okay, Jasper's going to teach us today. I have to sit out, but he's going to teach us today how to deal with uneven, like, Amounts of enemies versus you. So, like, more than one versus you. And then she's like, they were still outnumbered. 
I was making it worse. Yeah, you absolutely are, dipshit. Oh, my word. Wow. I cannot handle manipulation. It is one of my triggers. This was insane. I was reading this. I was screaming at the book because I think it's just insane. She manipulates so often. And, I mean, he does too. Yeah. But, like, what she just did is true. That makes me angry. I don't feel like they should be. I still feel like he's better than her, but I they are both terrible. Yes. But it's like you need everybody possible in that fight. Right. You can't just ask him to sit out and then manipulate him. And she's so him. worried about the outcome of the fight, so she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make those odds worse. Right. Why? I, I'm going to let everybody else die so I can have him with me because he's my life. But she's not admitting that because she can't admit that she'd be willing to let everybody else die if it meant that she was for sure safe with him, 100% certain that he'll be okay with her. She wants it not to be all about her, but she wants it to be she all about her. She wants it to be all about her. She is a monster. Yeah. And mm, I just... <sighs> it's a problem. It's a problem. It is a problem problem are we goodness are we ready to talk about it to talk about the chapter or do we need is there another point um i have one more point i already touched on my point number five which is the power siblings yeah mm. i just adore them so I much i cannot wait to learn more about them they're just lovely and so cute um so the only other thing i needed to talk about before we talk about the most important thing Ugh. is <laughs> The charm bracelet that is as cursed as we are. It's oh. so gross to me, first of all, that this bracelet yeah. was given to her by her assaulter, which I will just call Jacob from now on. That's what he is. Um, He is an assaulter. He assault- assaulted her. And then he's expecting it all to be fine because he gave her jewelry. And she's like, okay. Oh my God. And so she carries around this little piece of him, always, this little thing that he like... Made with his little nails. (laughs) And then Edward gets jealous of it and is like, can I put a little charm on it? So she basically is wearing this charm bracelet with something that represents Jacob and something that represents Edward. And she's wearing it always. Oh my gosh. It makes me so so angry. It's It's gross because he puts, Edward puts the charm on the opposite side as the wolf charm. As far away from the wolf as possible. (laughs) Because they hate each other, even Um. in wood and crystal form. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. It's like one more like parallel that we didn't need. It's like okay, we get it. They hate each other, and she's trying to decide, even though she's already made up her mind. But she's still fucking around with Jacob. It's like uh, agonizing. Let's talk. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Let's talk. Chapter twenty. Folks, if you have a way to access, you could probably Google it. Chapter 20 of Eclipse. You should. You should read it. It is entertaining. It is infuriating. It's sometimes sexy, but like not enough to override the rest of the anguish you feel. Everything that Twilight is in one chapter. chapter, And it's truly all that you need to read. That and then the leg hitch scene were all that you really need to read. Oh my God. Can we read that again? We're not reading it out loud again. Aubrey, we can't. We don't have time for this. Please. No. Please. Stop. You horny beast. No. Okay, chapter 20. I'm going to read little snippets. I wish I had highlighted them so it was easier for me to see them. Little, just like one sentence phrases that are scattered throughout Mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. she even 
before she even talks to Edward. She has all these phrases. She's trying to elude. Smyre, who's never had sex before when she wrote this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was married. She had several children. But yes. it's fine. Because I'm going to say she never had sex before. Okay. Because she doesn't know what she's talking about. To be fair, it is written like how I would have written as a 16-year-old who had not had sex before. Yes, I just hate it so much because it reminds me of a time I don't want to go back to. <laughs> a version of myself I, can't I don't I can't go back like. to my virginity. <laughs> oh, my God. I just didn't know what was happening. This is so stupid. Okay. It's awful. Everything was ready. I had done all that I could do. Edward had requested that I relax and I was going to do my best because mm-hmm. they had the household to themselves. Mm-hmm. There were some things that had changed. For instance, I was ready. <laughs> we know. There was only one missing piece. One piece because there were some things that had not changed and that included the desperate way I loved him. Let's see. I knew which human experience I was going to insist on before I became an inhuman. Yeah, we I know. I reread it. Because I was like, experiences? No, experience. Experience. It's one thing. We're talking about sex. (laughs) So we had some things to work out tonight. After everything I'd seen in the past few years, I didn't believe in the word impossible anymore. It was going to take more than that to stop me now. Okay, well, honestly, it was probably going to be much more complicated than that. But I was going to try. All right. So um, she gets to the house. Edward's like, hey, greets her with a kiss, carries her into the house, starts kissing her when he's still holding her like a baby, Without, which she's into. Oh, she loves She wants that. to be cradled like a baby at all times, all times. yo. And there was he a way for does them to have sex while kiss. he was cradling her like a baby. She would want it. That would be possible. What? Not the most comfortable. Oh, but it would be the right kind of cradling. Like, it wouldn't be like this. It would be like <laughs> this. Yeah. It would have to. You could sprain something. Yeah, you could hurt yourself pretty bad. Yeah. Don't try <laughs> but that she would home. want it if it was available. Yes. Um, I began to feel cautiously optimistic. Perhaps getting what I wanted, because it's all about her, would not be as difficult as I'd expected it to be. Oh, my. Uh, then he's like, okay, welcome home. And she's like, I like the sound of that, which is stupid. <laughs> They're old people. And then... Uh, he takes her up to his so he's like let's go up to my bedroom i have that hand-me-down i wanted to show you which i was like his penis (laughs) i got this from my mother (laughs) (laughs) and so she goes his bedroom sure i agreed feeling quite devious as i wound my fingers through his let's go (laughs) and then she goes i curled up in a ball my arms wrapped around my knees i was like sexy let me just get into Very the fetal sexy. position. Ready. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> oh, she got on the bed when she was sitting in the ball like that. And then he's like bringing out the charm. And she's like, now that I was where I wanted to be, I could afford a little reluctance. Oh uh, and so he gives her the charm, which is so stupid. And then she... <laughs> So, like, they're, like, laying on the bed, and she's being cradled like a baby on the bed. And she goes, it seemed like a good place to start. Can, can we discuss something? I'd appreciate if you could begin to be open-minded. I'm like, that's great. Start it out with 
you know, mocking how he has certain values that he wanted you to respect. But sure, whatever. Um, and then she was like, I, I was impressed by how well we were able to compromise the other night. I was thinking I would like to apply the same principle to a different situation. <laughs> what is she talking like about this? this? And then he's like, okay, I can hear your heart going crazy. What's going on? And she's like, I'm great. Uh, okay. Well, I guess first I wanted to talk to you about that whole ridiculous marriage condition thing. And I was like, yeah, ridiculous. go ahead and mock what he really values again. How that's nice. a good way to get him to compromise. And he's like, it's only ridiculous to you. What about it? I was wondering, is that open to negotiation? Which I'm like, she wants to have sex with him. The marriage condition thing was not about sex. It was about turning her. But she's making it about sex because all she thinks about. So he's confused already because she's talking about sex when she's saying negotiation. But it's yes. really about him turning her and them getting married, which she said she's really afraid of getting married. Right. So it's confusing to and me and Edward. <laughs> yeah. Edward is such a virgin. He doesn't know. And he he's not only know. a virgin, he's an old-timey virgin. Yeah, he's like an old-timey virgin. <laughs> Yeah, and so she's like, or he basically is like, I've made the largest concession by far already, which is agreeing yeah. to take your life away against which, my better judgment. True, because he didn't ever want to do he that. He never wanted to. And he, he was like, fine, after right. years of her talking about this. that, And then he says this, yep. and that ought to entitle me to a few compromises on your part. No. I shook my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> that part's a done deal. We're not discussing my renovations right now i want to hammer out some other details oh she wants to hammer out some other details Uh, i was like what is this metaphor what's wrong with you and he's like she wants to get nailed (laughs) he's like what (laughs) which details do you mean exactly and then she's like let's clarify your prerequisites first and he's like you know what i want she goes matrimony which i'm like who the fuck uh, and then he's like, yes, to start with. And then he's like, okay, there's also other things I told you I wanted. I want to be able to, when we get married, pay for college for you, mm-hmm. potentially upgrade your car, but I won't talk about your car. And she was like, and like growled at him. Dude, if someone uh, paid was for madly me to go to me, college. Paid for me to go to I college, go to college and till buy I die. me a car? I will go to college till I die, baby. And was okay with me getting old and crusty and still doting on me? Are you going to give me free college for life and a new car and immortality? Are you the sexiest damn thing I've ever seen in my life? If yes, if you could check these boxes. Please apply here. (laughs) So it just, ooh. And so she's growling about the car or whatever. And he's like, I just don't understand. Like, what is it that you want more than getting married? Because she's saying, like, I want to negotiate getting married and then he's like what and he's so confused and it's this whole convolute so confusing Mm -hmm. more metaphors it's like i want to um so you know how like uh you know it makes sense to for us to get married but it doesn't but like sense and money and money is like a thing um where we spend the money and so i was thinking that we could like spend the money but not but you know what i mean like we're gonna um there's like a coupon and you can spend it (laughs) I I have a coupon. I would like to cash it. <laughs> Just joke. She yeah no she didn't actually use that metaphor but but that's basically how it goes. It's, it's very convoluted. And he's like, tell me what you want. You can have it. And she goes, you. 
<laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm yours. Uh, and then she like throws herself at him. Oh my god. Like physically goodness. throws herself. He like is like caught off guard and he's like, Ugh. yeah, he, it he, says he, he kissed me back bewildered but willing. <laughs> She's such a garbage attacking. Yeah, and so then, oh, this part makes me angry. Oh! She, I'm sorry, this is probably gonna be so loud for you to edit later, it's okay, Aubrey. It's okay. Ugh. So then they're like kissing and she's like, okay, now, uh, and like, let's go of him with her hands. And she's like, she basically is like, I I tried to hurry to undo the buttons before he stopped me, which I'm like. Of his shirt. She's. Of his shirt. Yep. She's trying yeah, to his undress shirt, him. Which is like. He's a vampire. <laughs> with super speed. Also, if you're concerned that he's going to stop you, that's not consent. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's not. If this, if the roles were reversed. She is trying to rape him. If, listen, if Edward. <laughs> No, if this was reversed, we see this book in Edward's perspective. Uh Uh-huh. He's nervous, which he would be because he's a virgie verge too. Yeah. He's nervous. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'd like to talk about this thing. And then he's like, I want you. And then he like lunges at her. Uh And she's like, whoa. And then it's like, she's kissing me, but bewildered, but willing. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's scary. Then he, I, I fumbled as I reached down her neck to the buttons of her shirt and hurried as i tried to undo it before she stopped me like dude you're absolutely right she did not get consent she did not get consent ella and and she's like scared of him and she's all pitiful and like scared of him so she's starting to and then he like stops kissing her pushes her away and he goes be reasonable bella and she's like you promised whatever i wanted and he was like we're not having this conversation and then she grits her teeth growls and she says i say we are i moved my hands to my blouse and yanked open the top button which is disgusting i'm like what's wrong with you angrily ripping off her clothes what the hell you're like arguing with him and growling at him but not sexually and then he's like no we're not having this conversation and she was like you you wanted to know what i wanted and he's like well i thought it would be something realistic and she's like so you can ask for any stupid, ridiculous thing you want, like getting married, oh but I'm not allowed to even discuss what I want. And then he Rude. just goes, no. And then she's like angry and she's crying and she's feeling rejected. And then he tries to comfort her, which I think is stupid. And although she's to be like, fair, I, I mean, would she's feel, feeling rejected. I would feel super shitty. At yeah, that moment. you would be rejected. Like that's still part of it, even though you're being a garbage rapist. Yeah. <laughs> You like you still, still feel rejected. Sucks to not get what you want. <laughs> and so then she's like, "You don't want me," like, <laughs> like in the second book. And he goes, "Of course I do, you silly, beautiful, oversensitive girl." And he's like, "I feel like I'm always jockeying for a position, like, and everyone's waiting for me to make a mistake. You're too desirable for your own good." And then she's like, "You're being silly." And then. Then she goes, getting married is a stretch for me. I'm not giving in unless I get something in return. Oh, damn. Which, if a man said that to a woman, if Edward goes, I won't get married to you unless I get something in return. I need something right now. A deposit, if you will, to tell me that I get something in return for this. So healthy. This is so nasty. And then they get into the conversation about, you know, Bella, we talked about this. You're super breakable. (laughs) Okay, okay, there's an illustration he uses. I can't handle it. 
she can't like it's so bad so he's like you're super breakable and she's like he's like i really do want to wait like and have you be a vampire and we'll have sex and you won't be as breakable like it makes sense and she's like no it doesn't and she's like she's scared because she won't maybe feel the same physically about him which I think is actually insane because they've talked many times to her about how everything's heightened. So she would be horny as actual all get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she thinks it won't exist. Even though also the first time that sex came up in any of the books, which was again totally like hidden, like mm-hmm. it was secret. She asks about Rosalie and Emmett. Yep. Is it like a regular marriage? And Edward says yes in every mm-hmm. way. And she's like, every way? And he's like, absolutely. And there's like special houses we have. Yeah, he's like, we sex? have to ship them away. Right. And I'm like, so if they're both vampires, neither of them knew each other before turning. There wasn't this whole crazy chemistry thing. And they get at it all the time. What in the world is she possibly thinking was gonna is gonna happen? Besides her being the same level of horny, if not more, and actually being able to go crazy on him mm-hmm. as a vampire. I would be hyped. I'd be like, change me today, baby. <laughs> change me today. We're going to get this started. I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't you want to be infinitely more agile, strong, powerful, sexual? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think she just thinks, like, this is the last human thing that I want to do because it's all I can think about ever because I'm Bella. Yeah, she's Bella. And oh my gosh. And I so he uses. <laughs> Tell <laughs> so me about it. So the bed frame is metal and there's flowers all over it, which, which is the ugliest ew. freaking bed frame. Plus, it's got the gold bedspread. Mm. That matches the carpet. Mm-mm. This room is actually disgusting. No one should ever have sex in this Awful. room ever. Um, so there's these like flowers on the bedspread or the bed frame and he's like just like look and he like just reaches behind him and goes Kink! and like pulls off one of the flowers which scares her because she's like wow that was super easy for you and then he like holds it out in front of her and she's like okay cool pretty like what the hell you're weird and then he like she's like he like literally gently half closed his hand like gently she said and then he opened it to reveal like shards of like unidentifiable metal Mm -hmm. from it and then he like does it again and it's just like opens his hand and it's this sand type metal like dust and dust and he's like this is what i mean with you being breakable and she's just like uh and (laughs) i was like he's gonna crush your flower so bad oh crush <laughs> he's not gonna take your flower he's, he's gonna, gonna demolish your flower dust oh my god i Wait. was i was so grossed out i was like this is the worst metaphor it's a good metaphor bella needed to see it but it didn't stop her she keeps arguing no, for like a billion going. hours i have to bring something up <laughs> i didn't think i was gonna have to bring this up until oh my gosh, breaking what dawn it? what is it so he is very strong yeah Okay. And we have established that they, so he can close, half close his hand and demolish metal without even trying, right? Yep. So what would his fluids do? Like shoot through her body. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. There's no condoms. If the, 
The premise is... Um, you're right. Oh, he, my God. Wait, we're going to have to talk about this in Right. Depth. He would have to be very, very controlled. And it wouldn't be any fun. And it wouldn't be any fun no. for her or him. Which because, she should know. She should be right. able to... And, no, but she can't look past what she wants. No. She's basically like... So then they get in this argument about it. And she's talking in terms like military strategy terms. Uh-huh. And she's talking about like rushing to take advantage of sudden uncertainty in his eyes. And she's like, just let us try. Like, just let us at least try to make oh it work at least once um, before we get, or not before we get married. She Before she gets turned, basically. Mm-hmm. But she's hoping it's before they get married because she wants Yeah, she's that. hoping it's now tonight. Right, because she wants to be able to then say, like, you know what, nev- let's never get married. Uh, mm. Let's just keep having sex. Um, and then she feels like she won. And she's like, the thrill of victory was a strange high. It made me feel powerful, brave. And Dom. then she... <laughs> <laughs> then she, like, she starts trying to, like, take her shirt off. Which mm-hmm. is actually crazy, uh, just like in the middle of this. And he goes, "Would you please stop trying to take your clothes off?" And she goes, "Oh, do you want to do that part? Not tonight," he said. And then he's like, "Again," because he's like, "Yeah, we can try." And then she's like, "Hell yeah, right now!" And then he's like, "No, no, no." And he was like, "I, I need us to like wait." And she's like, "I have to marry you first, which I'm like. That's how the conversation started like four hours ago when you mm-hmm. started talking to him. But you haven't been listening because you're thinking with your penis, Bella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then, yeah, so then he's just like, no, you have to marry me first. And she's kind of like, fine, I guess. Like, that's fine, whatever. I do have and to say I love the line where she says he began kissing me in a way that should be illegal. Yeah, I, <laughs> I read that. I was like, I would have loved that if I had read that younger. Yeah, and so he's basically talks. He gets deep into this piece too. I didn't think he was going to right there. He I thought it was in. assumed, but he's just basically like, "Hey, my virtue." Like he's like basically, we've talked about how you know there's a chance I might not be damned to hell, but I've done all the ma- main sins that there are in like Judeo Christianity. I've killed people. I've lied. I've stolen. I've coveted. Um, he's like, the one thing I have not done is have sex before I'm married, which I'm like, buddy, <laughs> maybe do the yeah, other, I mean, like, maybe do that instead of one of the other I ones. I feel like if God were so concerned, he would be way more concerned with sex than have, or no, 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 with, with murder. murder. I, I was like, whoa, what? I have that way backward. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I grew up in purity culture. Bad, but we're, yeah, we're trained to say <laughs> the purity exact culture thing is coming said. out. Ugh. No, he'd what be way I more meant, concerned with murder. He would be way more like it's way like you've murdered dozens of people. That's been established. That like, would be enough. I to feel damn like at hell. that point, like having sex in yeah. a expressing love to your fiance. Yeah, basically, he's like eh. he's like. If I'm taking, like, if I'm guessing that there's any chance, I'm going to save this one thing. And he's like, honestly, it's like, we've got, like, two weeks or something. Yeah. It's, like, literally going to be, like, four weeks, I think, maybe, until they get married. Yeah, like maybe. It's not even, because it's, like, they have to get through this battle, and then it mm-hmm. seems like it's right after that they're going to throw together a wedding. And yeah, she's upset what, about what like, everyone's going to be thinking. Right. Alice is ready to plan it. Like, they've got everything, like... Everybody else is ready to, like, make it happen. Bella, mm-hmm. again, is lazy as hell. Yeah. She has no plans about it, but she's demanding that, like, 
it happen quick. And yeah. so it's like, why don't you help make it happen quick and like make it the way you want it? But she's arguing continually that she doesn't want it. So yeah. she doesn't care. But anyway, he explains like, I might as well just try to keep my virtue, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. virginity until we get married. It's going to be soon. It will be fine. You know, like I've gone this long. Also, there was no one I really ever wanted to have sex with. So it's fine. Um, which I'm like, eh, probably not true. <laughs> anyway, Bella is like, and then he's like, I am about to take your soul. <laughs> I'm not going to take your flower first. Right, right. And he's just basically like, I'm trying to save your virtue. You've still never killed anybody. You haven't coveted, which I'm like, you have no way of knowing that, but okay, whatever. Um, you haven't coveted. You haven't stolen anything. Um, and he's like, we'll get married. And then if you want to have sex before you become a vampire it's this whole confusing thing then this, honestly then he's like whole... then you'll still be like you'll be having sex after we're married he's like this so is the then weirdest you'll conversation. be as pure as you can be and then i'll take your soul away by being a vampire but at least there's a chance that like maybe you're you won't be damned to hell and she's kind of like she's like okay whatever i guess and she's like so that's it you won't sleep with me until we're married and then she's like, I think you have an ulterior motive. And she's like, you know this will speed things up. You know this will make me want to get married sooner. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, that's not why. I just explained why I care about this. I know there's no way for you to understand how big that's played in my life. And Aubrey and I are here like, purity culture played such a big role in our lives. Honestly, it's so stupid. Huge. So if you think about Aubrey, if we were raised like 100 years ago mm-hmm. with purity culture and like the intensity of all that was... Then we live a hundred years with that in our minds and not having sex at all or anything. And we get into this kind of relationship situation. I'm not thinking about manipulating it so we get married faster or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm literally, it's just ingrained in my brain at that mm-hmm. point. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't undo that. So just deal for four weeks. It'll yeah, be fine. I've dealt like, with it for a hundred years. Yeah. I feel like it could go one of two ways. One, either the Edward route where it is so ingrained, you just cannot, you can't change from that. There's no coming back from that. Or you're just really, like, you spent a lot of those hundred years undoing that learning that right, you did right. as a child. Clearly, that's not what Edward has done. Right. Um, in which case, it wouldn't really matter. But they wouldn't be having this conversation at all because the primary concern would be safety. Right. Which is important. <laughs> But uh, we're on this level, too, because this is such a strange book and such a strange so conversation. Strange. Then he, like, yeah, he's talking about getting married, and he's like, fine, we'll just go, like, just chill out. We can go to Vegas. You can wear old jeans. We'll go to the chapel with the drive through window. I just want it to be official that you belong to me and no one else, which I'm like, they're both oh, so disgusting. Goodness. And she goes, this, is, this reminds me of that one scene. It couldn't be any more official than it already is. The boyfriend scene! The boyfriend scene! Uh, Yep. You know, so should we tell your dad that I'm your boyfriend now? Just, you know, to make sure that people know what's up. After one date. I was hoping that you were more than that. (laughs) She was saying that after one date. Now. And then we talk about engagement in this book, and she's like, or even in the last book, and she's like, no, I want something else. But destiny isn't something I can call him. Like, I have to call my fiancé. Because destiny is a weird word. And I'm like, freaking more than a boyfriend. Destiny. Then here she's like, we're already way more official than being married at this point. I'm like, no, you're not. You don't live together. You don't, like, make decisions together. You don't share finances at all. You don't share, like, common goals. Like, 
a trajectory in life together. You don't share right. a lifestyle with one another at right. all either. And you still have a side piece. You still have a side piece. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, I just... <sighs> I just don't understand why she always wants it to be more. She doesn't want it to be more. She just wants to be no strings attached all the time, having sex with him because he's hot. She doesn't want a real relationship. That's what she wants. So then he's like, he's like, okay, well, I have a ring and stuff. And then she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, you weirdo. And he's like, do you want to see it? And he gets excited. And then she screams. I'm not kidding. It says, she screams. no, I shouted a reflex reaction. I regretted it at once. Then she grits her teeth together. She was like, okay, go ahead and show it to me. She grits her teeth together to keep her quote, illogical terror from showing. That's... And then she goes, show me the damn ring, Edward. And okay. then he pulls out this ring that belonged to his mom. Which is very and sweet she... and sentimental. <laughs> He's like, can we try it? She's like, woo, pretty, and like actually likes it, as all women do. And this is the <laughs> happiest moment of Edward's existence. Happy he is so moment. happy. And she's just like, ugh. Yeah. Then he's like, well, maybe we should try it on so I can see if I need to resize it. And it says, my left hand clenched into a fist. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And then they put her the ring on her third finger. Did you read that? Yeah, but isn't that's the ring one, finger? Two, three. One, two, three. Oh, one, two, three. I was counting from my thumb over. Oh, I count from forefinger. One, one two, two three. three. Then so does Smire. <laughs> <laughs> engaged. Engaged people. They're engaged. She hands the ring back at him, probably threw it at him, honestly. Oh, later and is like, nah, but we still gonna have sex. I did what you wanted. I tried on the ring once. Mm-hmm. She's so making me try on my ring once. Straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, very very happy. Oh, okay. They both get what they want. They both get what they want, I guess. Uh, I've got a couple quotes from these chapters that just make me lose it. Yes, uh, yes, one yes, of them, yes. his face turned so white that I had a hard time finishing. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was so funny. I just couldn't not talk about that one. That's a good sentence. Um, there's a whole chapter where she says, like, I think it's ten times, my good hand, <laughs> which cracks me up, too, for some reason. She's like, I reached for it with my good hand. Holy crow, my good hand. Oh. Uh, uh, and then Bella gives a Yelp review of the lodge, basically, <laughs> where she goes, <clears throat> the lodge was crowded. The place was, oh, should I do a different voice? Like, the lodge was crowded. Ooh. Like that? Yeah, that's The nice. lodge was crowded. The place was, in my opinion, overpriced and tacky. <laughs> but it was worth, it was the only thing close to a formal restaurant in town. So it was always popular for events. <laughs> wow. Bella roasting as she goes. Roasting as she goes, giving Yelp reviews as she goes. Uh, another quote. <laughs> Fabulous, I moaned. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I read that in, have you seen Anastasia? Uh-huh. So you know that scene where they're having auditions for, like, Anastasia, uh-huh. and that lady comes out and she's like, Grandma, <laughs> it's me, Anastasia. <laughs> That's the voice I read that in. Fabulous. I moaned. Fabulous. Uh, 
Alice looking Bella up and down. You'll oh. do. <laughs> oh. You'll do. You'll do. <laughs> uh, the party that Alice threw. Bella calls it a chick rave or chic rave. She, she doesn't know what a, a rave is. A chic rave, which I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she doesn't know what a rave is. A chic rave doesn't exist. No. Why are you using the word chic and why are you using the word rave at all? <laughs> I clenched his fingers more tightly with mine, wishing I was strong enough to lock our hands together permanently. Ooh, healthy. She is so scary. She's frightening. Okay, Aubrey, what do you have for us today? All right, here's what I have for us, and this is going to be slightly difficult. Please know I'll be including a whole bunch of links to what we're talking about, but what I would like to talk about today (laughs) is a peek into the meme culture of the Twilight Renaissance. Just a little peek. Just a little peek. So for context, uh, these books came out many moon ago. Many moons. Um, I was a child when I read them. And it was a huge craze back then, and then for me, as well as for many people, just kind of disappeared or it was just like a phase in our lives that we just like tried to forget about until the year 2020 when stephanie meyer decided to publish midnight sun and get a whole bunch more money for herself which like props you're making money moves whatever yeah she's but she's an opportunity taker it's definitely i mean this is what really lit my fire and, like, fueled the resurgence of Twilight in my sick little life. <laughs> because it really made me wonder, and I know we talked about this at the very beginning, why did I ever like this? <laughs> and it's been a fun journey to go through. But what I've really liked about what has come to be known as the Twilight Renaissance <laughs> is there's all these people who were either into Twilight when it first came out and then are now just getting into it or never got into Twilight and are now just getting into it, but reading it from the perspective of someone living in 2020. It's so different. And reading so much into it. So now it's not 2005. We've got memes. We've got the memes. We have so much that we didn't have in 2005 little emo kids to try and express how we feel about Twilight. Now it's just birthed this whole other culture that has been amazing and gives me serotonin each and every day. Okay, so first thing that I would like to talk about, and this is just kind of like how I have been enjoying the Twilight Renaissance, is um, Exhibit A, TikTok. You've been sending me things. It's been incredible. If you're not on TikTok, you need to get on TikTok. Who are you? You don't need to post anything. Just watch all the things. It's great. It's super fun. Anyway, with the 2020 release of Midnight Sun, the internet did its thing. It dug up all the dirt with many millennials, emo teenage phase, like just coming back out. Countless more content has come out. There are so many Twilight TikToks. Um, I'm not going to try to show them, but I'll just provide, like, examples. Um, There are many, many TikToks of people, like, crumping to (laughs) Bella's lullaby. You saw us doing that in the first... The first movie review extravaganza. Yeah, because we couldn't help it. It was so funny. The of first time we I saw it, I lost my mind. It's hysterical because it's not a crump worthy <laughs> song. It's just not. This makes it super fun. The other things yeah, that does. I want to talk about, if you're on Instagram, 
Go right now, follow these three accounts. They're the best. They are the absolute best. And then while you're there, just follow us at uh, I Need to Talk About It Pod. Um, okay, <laughs> plug. Plug. Um, Twilight.ho. <laughs> so funny. It brings a lot of memes from, like, Tumblr. So she goes, yeah. like, deep into, like, early Twilight stuff and then also the Twilight Renaissance, which I just find hilarious. Um, and then also at Twilight Renaissance, all spelled out, is great. And then one of my favorites is <laughs> it's the underscore fluorescence. <laughs> it's the fluorescence. Um, she also, I believe it's that one. She also has a, um, a couple accounts. She creates, like, stickers and artwork. That's all Twilight related. Um, and it's all kind of subtle, too. So if you want to live out your twilight phase either for the first time such mm-hmm. as yourself or again such as myself but not really let other people know but like let people know if they know they're very kind of discreet twilight related things That's so great. anyway i love that check them out just wanted to mention that and spend a little bit of time glorifying the memes it's and the culture. It's a great way to get some serotonin into your day. It, it is. makes me lose it every time. These accounts are incredible. So, highly recommend. Yes. Enjoy those. We are excited because we have one more episode left and mm-hmm. then we have the movie review extravaganza which this movie's going to be great. It's going to be great. Honestly, I can't believe we're already at the end basically. I know it felt very fast. What happened? As each book goes along, it's getting faster. I think with the next one it's going to be it's going to feel longer cuz there's going to be more to talk about. Uh, also, I'm not going to say anything. Don't say anything cuz that one anything. I really have no context for. It's been e- the longest mm. since I've seen that one. I'm not going to say anything. Don't say anything. Ugh. We're going to need to talk about the end of this book next time. Yes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks again for listening to I Need to Talk About It. Quick reminder, this podcast and everything we say is just to add some giggles to our lives. The views expressed are entirely our own. We're not affiliated with the Twilight Saga, Stephanie Meyer, or anything official. (laughs) We're not official anything. We're just here for the lulz. (laughs) And we're so glad you're here to laugh with us. We also want to point out that there's a lot more happening in our world than Twilight. (laughs) Um, We'd appreciate it if you would consider spending either some of your time or your money learning and funding the Quileet Nation or the actual city of Forks, Washington. Both groups deserve as much time and attention as their fictional counterparts in the Twilight Saga. Thanks! Bye!